0: Hello, and welcome to Morning Prayer at St. Paul's Lutheran Church in Edison, New Jersey. I thank God that we are able to be together to start our day in prayer. Today is Thursday. We are now in Ordinary Time, and today we continue our reading of the Book of Ruth by reading Chapter 2. If there's been any insights or questions that uh, might come to you during this time of prayer and Bible reading, please feel free to send me an email at PastorJim2006 at iCloud.com. And now, we begin our prayer in silence. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth shall proclaim your praise. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Give glory to God, our light and our life. O come, let us worship in praise. Come, let us sing to the Lord, let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before God's presence with thanksgiving, and raise a loud shout to the Lord with psalms. For you, Lord, are a great God, and a great ruler above all gods. Come, let us sing to the Lord, let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. In your hands are the caverns of the earth, the heights of the hills are also yours, Give glory to God, our light and our life. O come, let us worship in praise. You have been born anew through the abiding word of God. A reading from Ruth, chapter 2. Now Naomi had a kinsman in her husband's, on her husband's side, a prominent rich man of the family of Elimelech, whose name was Boaz. And Ruth, the Moabite, said to Naomi, Let me go to the field and glean among the ears of grain, behind someone in whose sight I may find favor. She said to her, Go, my daughter. So she went. She came and gleaned in the field behind the reapers. As it happened, she came to the part of the field belonging to Boaz, who was of the family of Elimelech. Just then Boaz came from Bethlehem, and he said to the reapers, The Lord be with you. And they answered, The Lord bless you. Then Boaz said to his servant, who was in charge of the reapers, To whom does this young woman belong? The servant, who was in charge of the reapers, answered, She is the Moabite who came back with Naomi from the country of Moab. She said, Please, let me glean and gather among the sheaves behind the reapers. So she came, and she has been on her feet from early this morning until now, without resting even for a moment. Then Boaz said to Ruth, Now listen, my daughter. You do not go to glean in another field or leave this one, but keep close to my young women. Keep your eyes on the field that is being reaped, and follow behind them. I have ordered the young men not to bother you. If you get thirsty, go to the vessels and get a drink, uh, what the young men have drawn. Then she fell prostrate before him, with her face to the ground, and said, Why have I found favor in your sight, that that you should take notice of me when I am a foreigner? But Boaz answered her, All that you have done for your mother-in-law since the death of your husband has been fully told to me, and how you left your father and mother in your native land and came to your people that you did not know before. May the Lord reward you for your deeds, and may you have a full reward from the Lord, the God of Israel, under whose wings you have come for refuge. Then she said, May I continue to find favor in your sight, my Lord, for you have comforted me and spoken kindly to your servant even though I am not one of your servants. At mealtime, Boaz said to her, Come here and eat some of this bread and dip your morsel in some sour wine. So she sat beside the reapers, and he heaped up for her some parched grain. She ate until she was satisfied, and she had some left over. When she had got up to glean, Boaz instructed his young men, Let her glean even among the standing sheaves, and do not reproach her. You must also pull out some handfuls for her from the bundles and leave them for her to glean, and do not rebuke her. So she gleaned in the field until evening, and she beat out what she had gleaned, and it was about an epa of barley. She picked up what she picked it up and came into town, and her mother-in-law saw how much she had gleaned. Then she took out and gave her what was left over after she herself had been satisfied. Her mother-in-law said to her, Where did you glean today, and where have you worked? Blessed be the man who took such notice of you. So she told her mother-in-law with whom she had worked, and said, The name of the man with whom I have worked today is Boaz. Then Naomi said to her daughter-in-law, Blessed be he by the Lord, whose kindness has not forsaken the living or the dead. Naomi also said to her, The man is a relative of ours, our nearest kin. Then Ruth The Moabite said, He even said to me, Stay close by my servants until they have finished all my harvests. Naomi said to Ruth, her daughter-in-law, It is better, my daughter, that you go out with his his young women, otherwise you might be bothered in another field. So she stayed close to the young women of Boaz, gleaning until the end of the barley and wheat harvests, and she lived with her mother-in-law. The Word of the Lord. We have entered a foreign world. Ruth and Naomi's world is very different from ours. While it is easy to get a sense of what's happening in this story, it is also important to wonder if there may be something more that we're missing as we look in on Ruth and Naomi from the outside, from an entirely different perspective. Naomi and Ruth are widows. They are poor and vulnerable, and they have nothing except what is afforded them among their kin and the provisions made for them in God's law. One of these provisions for their well-being is the ability to glean in the fields. Widows, orphans, and aliens were permitted to support themselves by gleaning in the field. And yet, as we might suspect, a poor woman gleaning may find herself at the mercy not only of the men working in the field, but also may find herself mistreated by the women of the family who are also following the harvesters in their own way. Just because they are permitted or even expected to provide for themselves by gleaning, and just because Torah instructed landowners to leave some of the harvest for widows, orphans, and foreigners doesn't mean that this was a welcomed practice or a pleasant experience for those gleaning. You can hear Naomi's concern in her voice. You can even hear Boaz's concern when he instructs Ruth to stay close by to where her family ties might offer at least some protection from harm. And if she dared, hope, perhaps even some favor in the eyes of the landowner. The Lord answers Ruth and Naomi's prayer because she goes to Boab's field at a time when Boaz is actually on the scene supervising the harvest. Indeed, Ruth does find favor with Boaz, and he instructs his workers to give her the privileges of kin. She speaks to Boaz, this speaks to Boaz as an upstanding and up and righteous man. And maybe this is where our worlds seem so different from Ruth, Naomi, and Boaz. We 21st century Protestant Christians tend to think of our righteousness exclusively in terms of a gift that is given to us by the grace of God through faith in Jesus Christ. But for Boaz to be in the right or righteous was to have acted justly according to his obligation to God and to kin as handed down in the law. In this, Boaz does what is right by Ruth. And... Maybe even more importantly in this story, Boaz has noticed that Ruth herself is a righteous, just, and upright woman who has stood by her family, even to the point of leaving behind her native land and her family to do what was right by her mother-in-law. Boaz is in the right according to his obligation to kin, to Naomi's husband, and to Ruth's husband, And Ruth is in the right, according to her obligations to Naomi, which he has never neglected, and he is even out working hard in the heat of the day to provide for her. Boaz is in the right, according to a kind and generous reward for widows and for resident aliens. And Boaz is righteous and just, because in the right time and the right way, he does what is right, and in doing so, is faithful to God and to his neighbor. And maybe even more surprisingly, Ruth The foreigner, the one from outside of this kin, has acted just as righteously and just as justly and just as faithfully to this God in this new land. By the end of this chapter, we see that Ruth has been blessed by the surprising grace of the Lord working out to her through the righteousness of a just Boaz. She and Naomi have found safety and protection and blessing under Boaz's care, and this has given them a surprising abundance. Surprising in that Boaz's generosity allows them to enjoy more than they could have first expected, and that is now just more than they need to survive. And Ruth can do so in relative peace and security. But we wonder what might happen to these two women in the long term. Might there be more on the way? You see when we read the story of a term we can read the story as a determined woman working to survive and and working to provide for her mother-in-law who finds favor with a local landowner uh, who is related to her dead husband, but it is also a portrait of everyday righteousness and justice in in the most ordinary kind of ways, in the way that all are blessed in God, with the faithful uh, when the faithful live out their faith by doing what is right and just and true. It is no small thing to live out the promise of our faith in God for the benefit of others and for the praise of God's glory through us. How might we be a blessing today, we might ask? How might we act to give others the hope and faith that God has once again turned to look on them with kindness, favor, and peace? That is the dawn, the light of dawn that is is breaking and, and, and changing Ruth and Naomi at the end of this chapter. How might the Lord work through us to bring such peace? And how might the Lord be working through the people along around us to bring us also an understanding of God's grace and favor, so that we too might not lose hope, but understand God's love? In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. Blessed are you, Lord, the God of Israel, You have come to your people and set them free. Dawn from on high shall break upon us. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Mighty God of mercy, we thank you for the resurrection dawn bringing the glory of our risen Lord who makes every day new. Especially we thank you for the sustaining goodness of your creation, for grain that grows in the field, and for those who harvest it and send it to us, for the new creation in Christ, and for all gifts of healing and forgiveness for the gift of relationship with others in which we find your blessings and a chance to act in accordance with your word and your will, and for the communion of faith in your church, that it brings light to every neighborhood where it has been planted. For what else are we thankful for? Merciful God, a might renew this weary world, heal the hurts of all of your children, and bring about your peace for all in Christ Jesus the living Lord. Especially we pray for those who govern the nations of the world, for the people in countries ravaged by strife and warfare, for all who work for peace and international harmony, for all who strive to save the earth from carelessness and destruction, for the Church of Jesus Christ in every land, and for the sick, the afflicted, the mourning. For who else or for what else shall we pray? Almighty and everlasting God, you have brought us in safety to this new day. Preserve us now with your mighty power that we may not fall into sin or be overcome in adversity. In all we do, direct us to the fulfilling of your purpose through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven.